Hello, and welcome to Her Return, a podcast devoted to returning to your feminine essence through embodiment practices, sensual explorations, and unifying the feminine and masculine energies within. I am your host, Lindsay Curtis. Episode number four, Conversation with Claudia rosenhaus Raken. Claudia is the co-founder of The Birth Studio, the first center that offers childbirth education classes centered around dream birth. She is a childbirth educator, a doula, an Alexander Technique teacher, biodynamic craniosacral practitioner, as well as a master level certified practitioner of dream birth. She's a member of the faculty at the School of Images in New York, where she both created and teaches the dream birth training courses to other practitioners. She's assisted in over 280 births and has helped many women and couples become pregnant. Her respect and awe for the power of dream birth continues to grow and inspires all who come into contact with her, especially me. Over the past year, I've had the pleasure to meet with Claudia on a weekly basis as I personally train in dream birth, and I'm very excited to have had the chance to sit down with her and discuss a little bit more about her passions and certainly about dream birth itself. Hello, Claudia. I am so excited to be here with you, a colleague, a mentor, and a teacher. Let's get into it. <laughs> Yay, Lindsay. Okay, let's go for it. Alrighty. So I am so excited to have you here today to talk about dream birth and your work in the world with women and couples and birthing, and also maybe around conscious conception. So May our conversation today be blessed and may it inform and inspire women around the world. Mm. All right, so let's go back to the beginning and let's check in on little Claudia. How has your childhood informed and inspired what you currently do in the world? Um, it's a really good question, and I'll let the, the viewer decide how it actually influenced me. So I grew up in Guatemala, so Central America, and probably the easiest picture is I would get a lot of pictures in my mind. I have vivid recollections of sitting on the porch steps in our, actually it was front yard, big yard, and I don't think I even closed my eyes when I was little. I would just look dreamy and out of it, I'm sure. But I would see uh, full-fledged dances with incredible costumes, very complex dances, and I'd never seen that as a child. There was a point in my life when I actually did dance, but I was quite mesmerized by the pictures in my mind. And I think I'm going to really follow that thread. I think when I was very, very, very unhappy as a preteen or maybe 11, 12, and my parents were fighting um, daily and violently, and I would just basically, I, may, I invented a new family. Mm. I did. Creative. <laughs> And so I, uh, I had one real sister, but in my family, my imaginal family, I had, of course, a mother and father that didn't fight. And was, um, I was one of five, and 
I was, of course, a favorite. So I had an older brother and older sister who gave me advice and a younger, um, I don't think maybe a younger brother, just an older brother. Uh, but anyway, sometimes I would include my sister, but often not. And of course, I was wonderful. I was popular and gave advice. <laughs> and um, But I really would go deep. And I mean, I would have um, hours where I would go inside. This pretend family. So, um, I suppose also part of the gift, part of the story is having had a lot of emotional turmoil and problems. And after being in regular therapy, I found finally late, because I'm a late bloomer, is the way I like to call it, that the work in imagery really help figure out a lot of the emotional confusions, problems. And um, let's just tell the whole story. The pinnacle of how I became really good at this form of imagery was Mm -hmm. uh, when I had cancer of the uterine lining. And I had already started, okay, here's the other thread. I had already started to learn imagery for birth. I was... For no reason that I understood, I felt that imagery would really help in childbirth. And I had a psychic that I worked with during that time when I was adopting my two girls from China. And they told me that I needed to work with pregnant women. And I was like, what do you mean? Why should I work with pregnant women? I didn't get pregnant. I didn't really decide to have children till very late. And they kept insisting her her, whoever um, advises her, that I would be very, very helpful. I would offer something to pregnant women and young mothers. And they told me something that made no sense whatsoever, that I would teach women how to talk to their babies in the room and before they were born. That was so beyond my understanding. I didn't even understand it. I, I only... No, she said that because I reread my notes when I've, I've written a book about what children have said in the womb and before they've come in. And so I knew that she got me into it. So I looked at all my notes and I went, oh my God, she told me that I would do this. It, 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 this was before I'd found Catherine Schoenberg, the author of Dream Birth, who really I went to uh, serendipity in one of my... Um, bodywork trainings, someone that worked with Catherine said, oh, you might be interested in this woman. And I went, you're kidding, you're kidding. This is what I want to learn. So um, it's all coming in different directions. Right. So bringing it back to the beginning, it's how you're dancing through the constellation that is family and life, right? (laughs) How very beautifully put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Mm. Something that I've really discovered is you need to uh, to have a good birth. You need to trust and own your inner knowing, your your womanhood. Mm. And to get there, you sometimes have to um, clean up all the mistaken ideas, all the hurts, all the. So it, it all goes hand in hand. You you can't own up to your inner beauty till you um, 
till you clean, till you attend to the wounds. Right, and clearing the space for the beauty to come, and right? So imagery is perfect for both, for clearing the space and, and for helping yourself heal. And mm -hmm. so um, it goes hand in hand. The imagery is beautifully designed to help your body open, put the baby in the right position. And if you go to conception, uh, call in the soul. But it all works better when you when you own up to who you really are, which is the kind of work that I assume it's your expertise. So um, you need to dance the whole time. Yeah. Cleaned up. Is it time to heal? Is it not? Do we just um, mm -hmm. create a strong enough space for it to happen anyway? It's a dance all the time. Mm -hmm. Actually, so anyway, does that answer a little bit? Yes, definitely. And so you touched on imagery. And so um, great. And I would love to just touch in on the actual creation of Dream Birth because you are one of the pinnacle women who co-created it with Catherine. And I would just love for you to talk to us about Absolutely. that process. Because that was really quite um, exciting. All right. So yeah. in my doula training, uh, our teacher told us that imagery and my ears went, imagery is one of the ways to um, deal with the pain, to deal with, with birth. And so I ran to her at the end when there was a break, and I said, oh, can you tell me more about imagery? Um, how do I find out more? And she said, well, I don't really use it. But there's this teeny book, literally teeny, teeny book. And, uh, ooh, maybe I'll remember the name. Anyway, I read it like that. And I went, there has to be more there. But it was, um, he really emphasized, he was an MD, but he said that everything happens much better if you visualize your womb, uh, the amniotic waters being clear. All the midwives said that people who did that hardly ever had meconium. You could visualize opening. He, he had, you know, he had the basics of how, imagery does affect the body which he realized okay so and just just to touch on imagery for our listeners also that may not be so versed when we are speaking about imagery we're speaking about our internal images so as we close our eyes and look inside or we see the images that pop up on the outside as well Perfect question. It's true. This imagery that Catherine Shaneberg teaches, oh, thousands of years old, and it really, um, um, although she's modernized it and made it good for many different things, it comes from the Kabbalistic, the most, the more mystical Jewish tradition where the sages looked in to find out the truth. That your truth is in your body and your bones. I know it in my bones. I know it in my gut. I, we know it, right? Now, imagery, at least this form, is your inside speaking. Now, your inside speaking can, um, imagery is a broader term. You can do it by feeling, ooh, I know that's true. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I can tell there's something wrong with him, right? So we can feel it in our kinesthetic sensation. Mm -hmm. Or um, you can get a quick image, you know, that goes, uh-uh, that's trouble or that's good. Now, we're, we're far away from that. We've been 
sanitized. We've been, whenever we had that, we weren't, we were told we're dreamers, we pay attention. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you doing? You know, so, uh, and especially um, everyone is a dreamer, but women particularly, we have more curves, and now this will sound already far off, but I don't think it really will be your inner knowing. Your curves speak of receiving, holding, and so we um, we are more prone to images and dreaming. We are more uh, in touch with our inner body knowing, right? Mm -hmm. And so your body knowing is of... In your inner knowing, you can both know what your subconscious has decided is true, whether it's true or not. And you also get in touch with your connection to your higher knowing. So mm -hmm. it's both are in your body. Yes. So great. Great. The ask away because I don't know if that was clear enough. <laughs> yes, totally. It's um, the inner body knowing. And I love how you touched on here the curves of the feminine and how the feminine is a bit more susceptible to the dreaming. Yeah. So let's go back to dream birth creation. All right. So I am also a body worker. I trained in Alexander Technique and craniosacral therapy. So I was in a craniosacral therapy, a sort of a, a big workshop. And um, meantime, I had just finished training in the doula training, and I was quite interested in imagery, had no idea how to make it go deeper. And then out of nowhere, one of the assistants in the, in the workshop, in our breaks where we look at all these books, it was pre-internet or just the beginning of the internet. So no such thing as go look at a website. So um, it's actually Elizabeth Poole. So Elizabeth Poole, who had been working with Catherine, taps me at our look at the books break. And she says, you might be interested in this. She had been watching me work and she handed this to me. Mm. And it was um, a class schedule of, of the School of Images. And I'm like, the School of Images? <laughs> oh, I love it. It's literally how it happened. And so I, I, I went, oh, my God. And so I, I called her up and I said, I, I got your, um, can I your schedule of classes. Could I have a private session with you? Because I'd like you to teach me imagery for birth. So she, uh, I had a private session and she, how she does it, she gets to know you. However, Catherine, by the way, is brilliant, who gets to know you. And so, brilliant. <laughs> and, and the world expert in this type of imagery and can create imagery for anything. So I say to her, so I really would like to, I've just become a doula and I can, I can sense that imagery will work. And of course, she's sort of go, what do you mean imagery will work? Why do you know that? And of course, I had started to fool around with imagery in my body work. I would imagine my fingers spreading to each um, end of the earth. I had already started to do mm. her type of imagery because I was experimenting with how it affected my body and my clients. Okay. So she goes, okay, you do know imagery. And then she said to me, well, I can teach imagery for anything. I do better with the class. First, we couldn't find a class. Every doula, nobody was free at the same time. And so I think for eight months, she just started to teach me exercises. And right away, I would use them. 
and I could mm-hmm. see the big difference. And of course, I had to use them for myself. And so I would also see a big difference. So somehow after the eight months, I was approached by two women who um, wanted me as their third backup because they they had heard a little bit about me. We all were college graduates. You have to have a backup that is similar enough to you so that the person won't be unhappy, right? And so um, I had met one of the women already. And um, so we get together and um, one of the women brilliantly asks, so what's in your doula bag? Meaning what is the tricks that you use? And I mentioned imagery. That woman's reaction was as if I had said to her, oh, by the way, I have a place where I get a million dollars every day. is the jackpot it's the jackpot of transformation you're kidding you're kidding and i said (laughs) yes 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 and and actually i've been trying to get a class started so she was a big muckamuck in doula and birth world and she said i can get people don't worry i can get people so we uh i think we met i know we met every wednesday this is new york time from 12 30 to 2 Mm-hmm. And um, so, for how long? We met for seven years. We mm-hmm. took off in the summers. We met every Wednesday. And mm-hmm. um, we started with Teach Us Things for Birth. And at first, Catherine, she said, Well, do I have to prepare? No, no, Catherine, we'll just ask you questions. And of course, when it came out, she went <laughs> to me, Claudia, I need to prepare. And so she. Um, we would present the situations, the cases, and she would give us everything she thought would be helpful, plus then create exercises that we describe what we needed. And then at least I was testing them right away, and I'd go back, okay, this part worked, but this didn't. What do we do? So in came um, seven of us, by the way, seven of us met for seven years. I think it's a little bit interesting, right? So. We um, first, of course, we wanted to know about birth because most of us were doulas. One was an acupuncturist, um, and one person worked with people who had failed births, a, a lot of um, birth loss, and then helped again. Anyway, it, all of us started to do much better, get much um, better results in birth and i remember i was still seeing Catherine privately and i said to her can you teach me um imagery for for conception and i'll never forget her answer she said well i can but it's a lot more complex <laughs> she said because it involves does the person really really want to have a child does the husband or the partner um are there ideas again? It's much, once you're pregnant, you're pregnant. You, you're, it's, you can then use the imagery to clean up what needs to be cleaned up that is so on your face, so painful. But ideally, you're connecting with the baby and, um, and working at having a better, having fun having a better birth. It's not it's work, but it's also quite delicious to learn. And it's, as Lindsay just said, it's it's like getting hitting the jackpot with what you can end up 
using imagery for. You use it for everything. When you're a little bit nervous in the subway, when you want to connect with the trees, you, you use it for everything, to protect a friend, to protect your child. To it, It's how you can use imagery is limitless, literally. Right, so completely. So bringing it back also to... Um, what exactly makes dream birth and imagery so effective at transforming emotional and physical disharmonies in the moment? Because I know you're a specialty in also working with, now you're training dream birth uh, professionals, but also you've been to over 280 births. So from your direct experience, what makes this so powerful? What makes dream birth so powerful is that it is speaking the language of the body. You know, mm. you can, if your heart is beating very fast, you can say, calm down, calm down. Your, your heart won't, won't actually calm down, but you can, um, you can visualize uh, a calm pond right there. You can go and visualize yourself kissing and loving your heart and, uh, calming it you can um uh you can take your heart out and see it become a bird that you calm you have to try it it is um night and day difference of how it will affect you yeah so yeah because i love also how you're saying you have to try it because this is a full experience imagery is an experience not a mental concept or something we can just think about but we need to experience it just like our bodies you say it's the language of the body right our physical bodies and that is an experience itself and so there's nothing like this form of imagery that can help you uh, okay very simple the more relaxed you are, but truly relaxed, as if you're floating in the water, all your fingers extended, uh, childbirth will, uh, will hurt a lot less and will happen. It won't solve, all right? And so um, there's a lot of um, incorrect ideas about birth or... Ex um, we won't call them incorrect. There's a lot of ideas about birth that will freeze you. It's the most painful thing you've ever done. Mm, and who wants to experience the most pain you've ever had? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, most people know, yes, no, thank you. You know, but when, um, all right, I'll, I'll tell a teeny little story. I had a woman who very much wanted to have birth at the, at the, birth center so no epidural no anything and um i i went to her birth and i went there a little bit early don't get scared about all this everyone but she had to have um antibiotics because she was strep she was positive for something that can hurt the baby so you need antibiotics so even though she wasn't technically ready you want to get there when the contractions are far along, if you don't want to have an epidural. Okay, so I go there, and she, it, I'm thinking, oh, boy, heart, I just recently met this lady. She's already at the roof. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm going, oh, okay, okay. 
we didn't talk about an epidural. You can put the epidural with light. That's the other thing. Anything medical will be wonderful with the imagery. So yes. I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm like, okay, okay. We, we got to get her really calmer about perhaps taking an epidural because there's no way she's going to be able to do a natural birth. And then I hear her say, I can do it. I can do it. And I'm going, okay, okay, okay. Let's help her. Okay, okay, okay. So I say to her, okay, look at me and do what I'm telling you. And it was very simple. Breathe out what hurts you. Okay, good, good. Breathe in that golden light. Melt your shoulders, your jaw. Good girl. I just had her release every part of her body that she was tightening as tight as it could ever be. And then she starts to say, with every contraction, yes. Okay. That was the end. She yesed herself through every contraction. Yes. Center. She went into the birthing pool and she had her baby. I was like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> I had never seen anybody flip that quickly. Since then, I've several, but that was like, whoa. And so yeah. I'm talking to her postpartum. And I said to her, did it really hurt less? Or were you just able to deal with it better? I said, because you, you changed 180 degrees. And she said, no, she thought about it. She went back into her memory. And she said, no, 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 it actually hurt a lot less. So there's um, knowing it in your mind, unfortunately, doesn't quite do it. What the imagery, the imagery gets you to experience things in a certain way. So one of the ways we prepare for birth is you float in water imaginally, and then you become the water. When you do that, your body really releases. There's all sorts of things. We have lots of beautiful imagery, drink sunlight, oil, all sorts of things that will help you. But um, also, you um, you can deal with the emotional issues that really need to be dealt with. I can't stand it. My mother's telling me everything. Okay, so you deal a little bit with... Um, getting your mother out of your body, learning how to put some distance with what people tell you so it doesn't affect you mm-hmm. so viscerally. So um, what was your question? <laughs> yes, we are just, um, well, you're kind of answering now how dream birth is so effective with touching on the physical. So the physical contraction, as you've just explained with your story, how it can relax so deeply through imagery and how that eases then birth. We could have a, a, a joyful and ecstatic and blissful birth through and you connecting. Don't quite get to that point. You do a doable, a doable birth. And- <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm an idealist, so let's yeah, no, just that's okay. <laughs> so, and but I'll tell you a secret about me and this work. Um, I become very, very um, interested 
in connecting to the baby. And so I have tweaked some of the exercises so that we're always connecting with the baby. And that also completely changes the, the experience. I remember the same uh, psychic that told me I would work with pregnant people said, people have to have the attitude that you're creating a party for the person being born. So just like you would with a guest, you get what they would like, you find out what are their favorite foods, you, and once you do that, the focus is very different. It's not like, oh my God, what is my body going to do? It's like, okay, okay. Really, really open up so he can just slide out. Um, all right, what, what do we want? Um, I've asked my baby if he wants music, let's have music. It, it becomes a, a, a different thing, right? Well, we're more in relation then. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're already developing that strong connection. Yeah. And um, I, um, I developed that connection at this point even before the babies come in, because you can just start the relationship then. But um, I, uh, the, I, I see a, a different psychic now who, of course, as fears were coming up as I was writing my book, and oh my God, I feel so scared. I would have images of my head being cut off. And, she, and so we talked a bit about, it. she said, yeah, you've had different lifetimes where putting your neck out saying what you believe got you in trouble, but there were a few that didn't get you in trouble. And so the next time I go, could you tell me about the few that didn't get me in trouble? And it turns out, interestingly, about 400, she said three lifetimes in Constantinople. I worked with pregnant women and I had them talk to their babies. Mm. And I had them talk to their babies before coming in and ask advice of their babies. So it explains to me why I'm so drawn to that part of the work, which um, is also transformational. It's the baby coming in wants to be related to, wants to be talked to, wants to be asked their opinion, wants to be part of it. And we don't learn that they have a true consciousness. There is perinatal psychology that is trying to teach that, but most, most people don't know that the baby is fully conscious, that the baby chose you, mm -hmm. that yeah. we chose our parents. Mind you, sometimes, I, go ahead. I often bring uh, the women that I work with, we often go back to the moment before their conception so that they can remember why they chose their parents. Yeah. And then they just remember that when they're ready to conceive. Oh, yes, they chose me. Yes, yes absolutely. And, you know, we choose things for different reasons. You know, mm -hmm. some, it's not like you want to choose a la-di-law -la wonderful life every time. <laughs> you may know that going through certain experiences will help you more. And some of us are very adventurous and want the challenge. And some of us, you know, so it doesn't mean like, oh, well, why did I choose someone who ignored me? 
And well, perhaps because I wanted to learn how to appreciate myself anyway. Yes. Right? Yes. So I had to work at it more. And, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why we choose what we choose. It's more, it's more exciting, more, um, has a lot more depth, mm -hmm. you know, Definitely. right? Okay. <laughs> now where do we go? Wonderful. <laughs> like, no, oh, I'm so glad that question. you, okay. I'm so glad that you touched on that story. It's been one of my favorites when you mentioned it in our dream birth class recently about being, having the remembrance of that life when you're in a temple and you're yes. serving the women, connecting them to their unborn children also. So that kind of touches in on actually, can you define for you what conscious conception is? Because we all have a little bit of a definition. Um. Uh, for me, conscious conception number one is connecting with the soul mm -hmm. coming in. That um, they they know they're connected with you, but they get a little bit of a blank wall. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember going to life. Nobody knows you know anything. Oh God, okay. You know, so it, it is wonderful to. Um, to be paid attention to already. And um, I almost always use any exercise I'm doing with a pregnant woman or someone wanting to get pregnant to connect with that soul and ask advice and ask um, if you go inside and you create a garden um, and then you call the soul that is planning to come in, you say, is there anything else you would like in the garden? Is there anything else you would like to tell me? And it makes it a much deeper experience for both of you. But it also um, makes it more holy. Why is this child choosing me? You know, why? Um, how are we going to enhance each other's existence? I, I was lucky that I was told in my adoption, and of course I had to deal with all my angst is it okay to adopt am i not enough of a woman mm. but I'll, I'll jump to them i was seeing a, a, a very gifted psychic who once my children were assigned to me told me ways we've been connected many times before and with my youngest um she told me oh you're part of the same pod <laughs> pod what do you mean what's a pod patricia i'm lost here and she said oh this is who you hang out with in between lives mm. she said you 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 guys always hang out in between lives you have um she's going to be one of your best friends and you're not used to having that in family so i it, it um helped me to see my crying little mess of a girl <laughs> in a different way, you know? And so it, um, if you have those conversations, because when someone is still on the other side of the veil is one way we can say it, or, um, or in the womb, they have access to a much bigger consciousness. And it's, 
good to remember that's who is your baby who's crying because they have a wet diaper and you're ready to strangle them because you've been up, you know, 10, 10 million times. So it, mm. it, it, with every relationship, it, it helps to see the bigger picture, right? And so um, you don't get caught in the smaller stuff that is going, they're not going to have diapers that long. <laughs> yes, and that's what imagery and dream breath certainly do. They connect us back into the big picture in an instant. Yeah, exactly, mm, exactly. Definitely. There's really, um, I think for even the women that only learn it during their birth, the imagery has such a much longer impact for their whole lives, you know. Mm, definitely. Mm. To begin to wrap up our time together, um, what is one piece of feminine wisdom that you would like to leave us with today, in addition to all the goodness you've already told? Um, all right. To birth and to conceive, um, you have to have great trust in the love of Mother Nature. Mm. Um, so there's a lot about becoming more trusting of the support we have. Your body needs to be soft. Your body needs to allow itself to be supported. And so there's a bit of a fighting for women who are together. And um, it's not that you don't have strength. It's that you need both. You need that softness that allows that allows a process to happen, all right? So there's a bit that I work at, at, um, at getting a woman to be less paranoid about what's out there for her, mm. for one of a, a better word. And so it, it, you're, um, and also learning to listen to your own inner voice. So they both go together. You need to understand even if your mother, your friends are not um, truly supportive, um, the trees, the earth, the water, the sky loves you already, mm. loves you fully. And so, um, and probably so do many people. <laughs> That's, you know, but um, so there's how to get in touch with that more vulnerable side of you that needs to let go so that the process can happen through you. And then there's that piece that strengthens you greatly by learning that you have an inside that um, is connected and can give you advice and can give you strength and you can as women, you can truly connect, get love and strength from the trees. I, th this is um, connection to nature and your insight and being willing to surrender. Mm. All right. So yes. many women think surrendering is not good, but in birth, it's very good. <laughs> yes. You need to surrender to the process, right? And so, and everyone around you 
will want to support you. It's something that happens when women are around a birthing woman. You want to support them. The same as when you're around a baby. You want to, you know, to hold that baby, to make sure nothing happens to that baby. And it's the same with a birthing mother. It brings out the mothering in everybody. Mm. Beautiful. Um, and I just feel called to mention maybe for our listeners that are not giving birth or um, do not have interest in birthing. I just want to put this little disclaimer in that everything we've discussed today serves for birthing all of our projects as well and all of our creations and that to be able to relax and to trust and surrender into support while connecting to the strength of our inside is really going to serve every aspect of our lives. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. Many people who train in dream birth with me have no interest mm -hmm. in becoming pregnant or even in working with pregnant women, but they have a project they want to birth. Yes. So um, all the work we need to do to birth a child, we need to do to birth the project. Definitely. And thank you, lovely Claudia, for taking your time and tuning in with us. And I'm so excited for the birth of your next project, your book. So tell us how and where we can connect with and find you. And I'll be including links wherever this is going. So the, the best website to reach me and my work is ClaudiaRakin.com. So write www.ClaudiaRakin.com. C-L-A-U-D-I-A, -A, which most people know. And then Raiken is R-A-I-K-E-N. Um, my book is in the process of being looked at by an agent that really likes it. It's about what babies have said in the womb and before they came in. Um, and it's um, so it's a bunch of stories, really. And with my... Um, insights in between each group of stories so it should be quite kind of fun to read mm -hmm. but um also dream birth by katherine shainberg uh, you can even find that in my website um is that's it i have also the birthstudio.com but both wonderful i'll be putting links to everything and certainly to katherine's work as well Thank you, Claudia. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm Lindsay Curtis, and you've been listening to Her Return, the podcast. Subscribe and review this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in with me and for that five-star review. Join me for new episodes coming soon.